stop getting high before we decide to like what we're going to watch because <laughs> otherwise it's a guaranteed half hour of flipping through trailers going I don't know it's down to last night it was down to Lion the new Lion King which yeah. looks super real it's un, it's actually kind of spooky how real it looks it was the, the Lion King the first Marvel Spider-Man and what I'm just checking to see what it was this there's a Fast and the Furious that's out now oh yeah Fast the, 8 yeah, yeah but it has pretty good actually it looks really good, but it has yeah, pretty good. absolutely nothing to do with anything Fast and the Furious. No. Yeah, that's the best part about it, actually. What's it called? <laughs> something in... And of course, it's got a name you can't remember. Something in... Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs, right. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that in theater. It's and fucking it's great. It's like a good rock Jason Statham movie without having I mean, you know, to worry about car thieves. It's super it's unrealistic. It, and isn't it called the, fran- Franchised and Forgettable, I think is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. The Rock is basically a superhero in that movie. Have any of you seen it? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so, dude, it's yeah. great. It hits all the spots of a nice action movie that you just want to watch and detach from yeah. the real world. If you're getting high, it, it it's hits, definitely it a good one. It hits all those spots. Does it have I mean, it's, anything it's funny, to do? There's dick jokes. There's, you know, there's action scenes. It's all you need. But did it have anything to do with the Fast and the Furious? Like, no. Beginning yeah, those at two all. are characters. Yeah, they're, they're in characters it. from those, but that's it. Like, they have, like, their own tension that, like, is you find out in the Fast and Furious. But, like, it's not really. <coughs> you just know they hate each other and they got to work together now. Right. Right. Yeah, I got to check it out. It looks like there's a lot of explosions and shooting and punching. and Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm still I'm so again you know old that uh, yeah. I think of the Fast and the Furious as Vin Diesel. Yeah. And if there's no Vin Diesel, then it's I don't understand how it's the Fast and the Furious. I only know Fast and Furious as that franchise with that actor who got killed in a car crash. Paul Walker. Right. <laughs> he was I've my seen. like first crush. Loved him. Um, what was uh? Who's the girl? To uh, she's Paul. in all, in no that she's in all the uh, in the Robert Rodriguez movie. Uh, and Machete and Sin City and oh um yeah what's her name? She was on Lost. She was a helicopter pilot on Lost. I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to get back to Kayla's first crush. <clears throat> Paul Walker. Who is that? It was a guy from Fast and Furious. He played Brian. Oh, the good the, the cop. Yeah, the good looking bad boy Come cop. Come on, was my he first was not, He wasn't. A, did you think he was a bad boy? That was the like the whole guy? thing. It was that like, he's like, he's a cop, but like now he really likes to drive fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's conflicted, I suppose, because yeah. he likes, the, ba- and he then likes he like, the bad guy. Likes the girl and, you know, it's like, but you're a cop. <laughs> Paul Walker counts as a bad boy. That's like the most clean cut he's bad boy. Very, to uh, me, he it, came off like very clean. But I think Kayla's like, Kayla he was likes hot, clean, man. Kayla likes clean cut <laughs> white That's guys. All that matters, he was hot. 
Joe, clean cut white guys don't count as bad boys by definition. <laughs> I really don't think they do. No, he, no, he's not actually. A, but like, it's kind of supposed to be like you know, he's walking the line between the law and. All right, so I feel like I'd ask you. So, is an accountant cheating on his taxes? <laughs> <laughs> it's the hottest thing ever, man. Right, Tax right. evasion. Oh. Sign me up. He's a, he's, a, he's a Starbucks barista sneaking a bag of coffee beans out of it. If he's got good hair and muscles, yeah, you know, and he's got a ricer. Do they still call him ricers? I don't know. That's probably horribly politically incorrect. I don't even know her. What is a ricer? I thought, okay, you know when you take these uh, Japanese cars and you super trick them out with... with, Sorry, it's something racist, apparently? No, but you know what? I think... I I know. That's probably completely incorrect. But in those days, if you took a Japanese car and you souped up the thing to the point where it would do whatever their reference was a 10 second mile or whatever the hell it was they were called ricers but i'm sure now that i'm in big trouble for saying that because i'm it just occurs to me i'm it's probably just the most racist thing it's also <laughs> very likely a term that came out of like like la la ghetto you know Maybe. and so i was watching i was watching cool. workaholics this morning and like there's episodes where it's like it was filmed in like 2013 and the offensive jokes in that show is great and they could never write that in this like age like there was, yeah, there was, amazing, right? there was like a, Just six years later. yeah, like the episode I was watching, it was about like AI taking over and whatever. And they were like, oh, now they're going to program all the people and they're going to be called, um, you're going to go through something called orientation and then you're going to become an oriental and you can tell by their eyes that they're orientals. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've been oriented. <laughs> that's awesome. It was actually in, the, tra- in, the, tra- in the trailer last night for that Fast and Furious. Yeah. Some, I think it was in the trailer, but there was some quick scene where a, a guy comes and just does incredible feats of incredible strength. And they both go, my God, it is a black Superman. And I thought, why do they have to define it as a black Superman? Why can't it just be Superman. a Superman? So, yeah. Okay. So I have to vindicate myself. Okay. What is yep. a ricer? According to Google, uh, Quora. Uh, a car, a ricer stands for race inspired cosmetic enhancements. Oh. R-I-C. So it isn't racial. Oh. No, no, an acronym but, an acronym is never oh, racial. It's not, okay, it's that's not true. racial, but Okay, all right. I guess that just gets me in deeper, doesn't it? Does it apply to the the community that always has a pot of rice? It doesn't say that. <laughs> I'm just uh, using that word now. Ricer. Just completely. I'm just. See, it says first. Ricer. First, it started. First, it started to be. Okay, this person can't write, but basically, first it was applied to Japanese cars, but now all cars can be considered ricers. But isn't it because all souped-up cars are like if they have the cosmetic shattered. mods? Okay. So I don't know. I'm just trying to get myself out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always say I'm like the most, you know, I'm the second, but the like, second least racist guy in the world. But, of course, the least racist guy in the world, everybody knows, is yeah. in the White House. Mm. Oh, that's right. right? <laughs> so that makes me the second least racist guy in the world, just because I said that. But like all souped up cars are Japanese make cars. No. Why? Why can't you soup up a BMW or something? Or a Volkswagen for that. I mean, not matter. many people. Yes, do. I think Germany would disagree. <laughs> yes, superior German engineering. All the racing cars are racing. not BMWs. I think when it comes to race, 
The Germans have the lead. So, yes. Uh, yes, have, but the Germans so. feel you don't need to soup up a German car. No, because they're they ready right for time. superior racing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I'm seriously wanting to get back. So Kayla mentioned, you know, the millennial mm-hmm. girl whose pronoun is now the millennial unit. Mm-hmm mentioned very quickly last week i was listening to the show and looking for things to cut out of it and we actually didn't there was nothing to cut out of it because we were just so lame the entire way through flawless and and there was some mention consistent of of (laughs) kayla and men in her life and her boyfriend being Mm -hmm. uh an uber driver yeah and um and then we kind of somehow stepped on her and kept going and i that resonated with me first because I love to pick on Kayla. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, in the old days, if somebody said, my boyfriend, a taxi driver, <laughs> you'd go, really? Your boyfriend's a taxi driver? And now it's like, oh, yeah, he's cool. He's a cyber guy. He's a he's into, uh, you know, Uber. And yeah. so he's an Uber driver. You but know, if you had to tell people who was a taxi driver, I don't think you would say that as the first thing about him. He's, not, he's not working for I, the man. Interesting. He's driving Uber, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the deal? Uh, on how I met him? Yeah. Because like I story? think he's your first real serious relationship, he is. right? Yes, 100% is. Okay, let's hear um, about the Uber driver. So, I mean, I met him on a lovely night of going to the club um, with Sabrina. You know Sabrina. Um, and we were just getting drunk and sitting in the back of an Uber. And I found out later that actually he was about to cancel our ride because we took too long. So, like... It, we didn't show up in like two minutes. I would have never met my boyfriend. The fate, like it literally like was like so close. Um, So we were sitting like Sabrina and I got into the back of the the Uber. We're sitting, talking, whatever. And I noticed like he was wearing a red shirt and then like midway through he, he changed. (laughs) He was wearing a white shirt. They're doing some weird stuff here. Sorry. Um, And so I turn around and I'm like, what the, why when did you change your shirt it's a whole story he tells me that he works also for the source um at the same time and uh that he does uber part-time and then sabrina was my ultimate win- wing woman and was like you know kayla's single right and i was like okay and he's like oh I, i'm single too and it was just magical we exchanged numbers through the uber app Incredible, <laughs> because we just didn't give each other's numbers like sabrina ordered the uber so I just texted him my number through the app. And here we are two and, and the a rest half is years history. later. Yeah. That's I have this new app called Uber Date. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want to get this guy? No, swipe, swipe right. left. <laughs> yes. Swipe right. Okay, that's, my, that's definitely my hot driver. Hot driver, not hot driver. I had a cutie Uber driver, young woman, but I did not flirt with her. You shouldn't. You're a married she was, man. Yes, married man, but you can still flirt. I don't know. Yeah, can't. I don't know the rules. I'm of, not exchanging phone numbers <laughs> with anybody. <laughs> I don't know the laws of get, marriage. You know, I was seriously going to text her from the back seat though, saying, "Can you please change your shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kayla's got a serious boyfriend, but he's not a taxi driver. He's an Uber he's driver. An Uber driver. Yeah. Also does Lyft as well. So now he does. Both. Oh, he's oh, branching oh, out. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a, a bad boy. Yeah, he's a bad he is ass. a <laughs> bad boy. Playing both sides. Want to wow. know what car I used to drive? A Honda Civic. Uh, a <laughs> Ricer. Oh, it's a <laughs> And you know what else? He's also half Asian. So. Oh my boom. God. Drop. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> we got to get him on the show. Yeah. He would, he would like to do it. I'll get him on one day. 
<laughs> my love song. I can see it. I can see it now. The two of you Ubering across Canada. Yep. <laughs> but somehow you drove me. Two Uber cars side by side, little, little Japanese racers, and they can race across the country. It's like the the 2020 version of uh, Cannonball Run, which again, the millennial has not heard. <laughs> Why seen. hasn't that been redone? What is that? Let's oh, it's because that. it's completely racist. It, I mean, just the idea of the, the character. Hell, but, well, Jackie you know. Chan's in there as as the Asian dude who obviously can fight. I think that's okay to have an Asian dude who can fight play okay. an Asian dude who can yeah. fight. That's not I think racist. That's still- that's, That's still right. good. That still happens now. <laughs> and Dom DeLuise, you got to have a guy can who fight. can't stop eating. Right. Yeah. So that's all right. Fighting it's, cool. I think that's that right. uh, that movie was woke. <laughs> it was like the first <laughs> time. Wait, wait. Was there a chimpanzee in that movie? No, that's uh, Every Reynolds Which, driving every which Way But Loose with Clint Eastwood, one. the orangutan. Okay, those are all blurred. Or you're thinking of BJ and the Bear. I'm not sure. There were so many, and they were all pretty much exactly the same. Apparently, that chimpanzee got a lot of work in the 80s. Yeah. BJ and the Bear was early gay porn, also. And then there was one with (laughs) Farrah Fawcett in it when we were, you know, when you're really young, when you're really old like us, I think in somewhere in your teens, there was something Farrah Fawcett. Maybe I'm just too old for even that. But she was in there somewhere, wasn't she? With Dom DeLuise? Who's she again? Farrah, no. It She's was, dead now. It was Lonnie. She was hot and young it, it in, the, in the 1970s. Wasn't it Lonnie Anderson? The most ridiculous I get hair. so embarrassed when someone says, who is she? And I have to say she's dead. <sighs> Lonnie Anderson, I Oh, she was in Charlie's Angels. Oh. There you go. She was one of the original Charlie's Angels, yes. Yeah. And she had Oh, yeah, she had wicked hair. hair. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that poster. That poster. And the poster, the nippy, the nippy poster. With the red uh, swimsuit. Woo! And yeah. the, the head's Sorry, I was thinking of Goldie Hawn when you said her because they have Hawn similar hair. Goldie Hawn was never hair. hot though. She was like what? she was sexy, I think, in my opinion. Well, she, was, she was hot when she was young. She was all hot and I guess she was hot when it's Jewish. Like, when it, it depends on who's trying to pick her up in the movie, right? Like yeah, there, I guess so. There's that movie Foul Play where Chevy Chase is like the lead, and he's still he's still managing to pull down romantic leads, and <laughs> and she's kind of hot in that one. As well. Dudley Moore is in that movie. I can't. You know, maybe who I'm thinking of. I confuse her sometimes with uh, Bette Midler. I don't. I know they're completely different. No but, but Bette Midler's another one who's like too Jewish. But, and then you go, oh, she's h- kind of hot. But I don't know if she's good looking, really. I don't think so. Go, the go-to list for Cannonball Run was, was... Who am I thinking of now? Now I'm thinking of someone... Oh, I'm thinking of Barbara Streisand when you said... <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> There's yeah, always see. someone. Yeah, who would be cute. Two, Except they're those two, two belong in the same subset for sure. Okay, yeah. now, now it makes sense. I'm, I'm looking at the cast list in Cannonball Run and, and Farrah Fawcett and Adrian Barbeau were the ones in those stock car tight racing outfits that they could zip all the way down to their navels, that 19, late 1970s outfit. Remember that? They looked like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that were about to bust open. I Is my wife still here in the house? They I don't remember anything about those. That Never. outfit probably inspired Sailor Moon. Jackie Chan, Mel Tillis, Jamie Farr, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin are in the same car. How many that. of those guys are still alive? Isn't that oh, sad? Um, like to us, that's still a... I know, it's a Adrian, Adrian Barbeau's still alive, and she's still looking good. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Jackie Chan's still with us. Uh, ADD moment yet to come, but okay. Jackie Chan. Yeah, Jackie Chan, I think, had ended up with such a bad 
drinking problem that he stopped doing North American movies. Did you say that on a couple of weeks ago? He's doing no, Indian movies no, now. But that's fascinating. Uh, he's oh. definitely doing Indian movies. Well, he, Chinese and I, China and India are almost the same goddamn country when it comes to so many things. I mean, they share that border. <laughs> and, oh, seriously, I know it sounds bad, but the, what, uh, in that border area, it's it's amazing. Like you would not be able to tell a an Indian Chinese from a Chinese Indian. Like yeah, you would never true. be able to tell the difference until they start talking, right? But uh, yeah, so he's been. He's doing Chinese movies based in India or some sort of Bollywood Chinese fusion type thing. He's really into that stuff. He's got a whole teacher kids Hindi series. In I think in 2015, I, Forbes I estimated no his net worth as the most recognized star in the world. Uh, they said he's the second highest paid actor in the world, Jackie Chan. I'd believe it. You're Bollywood kidding. movies make a bank. Who's the first? I would never. Highest like, paid actor said, in the world? The Rock. You think? Yeah. I don't even have a guess. Uh, I'm going to say... Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking... Who? One of those... Okay, it's got to be one of the generic... No, I'm like clean, like the white guys like with Tom the scruffy goatees that all look the same. Oh, like a mm -hmm. Clooney kind of thing? You mean? Or like a... No, no, younger. There's like this whole... Bradley Cooper. Right. Like, a, yeah. like there's this yeah, whole totally. crop of guys that look the same. They <laughs> yeah. have short hair and a goatee. Yeah. And they have that sort of uh, hipster look, but they're all... What was yeah. his I name who did Blade Runner? I think it would be Brad or Ryan, except that Brad, Brad went indie. Like he started doing his own projects and stuff like that. All right. He started funding himself. But so you're do right. you know? It is, it's Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. It is. I knew I like it. Him. I knew it. He's in like good. every movie. Wow. That's why. Oh my God. Between June 2018 and 2019, he made $90 million. Remember when he did the Tooth Fairy? No. <laughs> oh. How did, how did, how did we miss that? How did the Tooth Fairy feel about that? <laughs> I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, I can't think of a bad rock movie off the top of my head. And then you just, then you just bust out with Tooth Fairy. Exactly. <laughs> I was, I watched this. What's the series ballers that oh, he's yeah. doing, right? Yeah, and that's on for being on forever. Yeah. I watched half the first season and I thought it's pretty good, it's but it wasn't, it was on, it was right. It was that, that it basketball entourage. It's, yeah. Football. Entourage. Fo sorry. Football. Fo yeah. yeah. Whatever. I watched the first oh. season. That show was so good. I, I didn't keep up. And then there's like six seasons now or something like that. I don't know. I can't quite yeah. get back to it. I And I had, yeah, now they're not doing football. They're managing uh, video gamers. I had of my ADD thought, all about. but I didn't write it down. Of course they are. Where, do you, did you bookmark they in they your head? They run out of stuff to write about, right? It's, you know, so whatever's trendy right now, girls right? pregnant. You know, not last yeah. And now it's out that like jocks actually play video games. So they're all losers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does better. <clears throat> now we're back to James Bond and Roger Moore again. Oh yeah, he was like Roger he was Moore in, as James Bond, and so he was that. in Cannonball Run as well. He was in, yes. <laughs> what was he? In, what was he in? Where he kept introducing himself, Roger Moore, and, yeah. and everyone would look at him like, yeah. So who gives a shit? That was his that gig, was, right? That, that nobody I'm cared. Yeah, nobody cared, and he, and he kept saying <laughs> he wanted people to know who he was. It was very early Ricky Gervais style comedy, actually. If you think about that. And I completely, I had this comment that may or may not have been interesting. It was like an ADD thing. But then I thought, no, this top 10, whatever you're doing, who's still alive or who's making the most money. And I thought, I'll just hold on to it. Mm. And I didn't write it down. Oh, no. Where were we? What's that top 10 list uh -oh. you were doing? 
You can tell I didn't take my medicine. We, you, we were doing a top 10? Well, you were doing a list of who was still who's alive, alive, and then you oh. were doing who's the top grossing... Oh, who's the highest paid actor, and then we found it's The Rock. And then I think it was like, which was the least interesting topic was the top 10. Could be. Yeah. Can, yeah. And that's definitely mine is at the top of the top 10. Fine. Screw you. I pay extra to get channel zero. So right. this is supposed to be like our big erection show because we have a big erection. An erection Monday. special. No, yeah. see, now we're back in Ricer territory. I don't know if you can make that joke. Okay. Let's be clear about this. If somebody actually has trouble pronouncing the letter L, yes, they have a hard time of explaining that to somebody because all the words they can use to explain that to somebody have an L in them. Diff <laughs> difficulty, right? Challenging. Uh, come on, Sorry, try. I have a hard time pronouncing L. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I got a question for your age, half Asian boyfriend. But yeah. I don't. He's not here. Oh, I was like, are you going to ask no, it me used to be, So it used to be that it was pretty typical for people who spoke Chinese first, for example, and then were speaking in English to have trouble with R's and L's. I know this because my name is Earl, E-A-R-L. Yeah. And, oh, and when I introduce Earl. myself, it's like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce that. That's really difficult from my natural language, uh, right? Yeah. Uh. But lately, I don't know if they changed the way they're learning English if they're coming from a Chinese speaking country mm. and somehow they put now the R and the L sounds are like super emphasized instead of not there at all. Maybe he wouldn't have any opinion about that. To, he wouldn't. No. Okay. Cause he's Indonesian. Cause he's an Uber driver. No. Cause he's Indonesian, oh. <laughs> different Asian. Yeah, and also true. he doesn't speak it. So this, this is not a Buddhist symbol, nor is it, uh, nor is it a fascist symbol. What this is the symbol Rio. It's the, it's the Korean letter for both R and L. Oh, and, cool. And it exists between the two sounds. Let the record show that the dog like has two. drawn a, a number two. Yeah. yeah. A backwards S. <laughs> a number two from 1981. An S. Yeah. Backwards. Or a half a swastika. Yes. Which also yes. was a, that was an Indian symbol, right? Yeah. Backward swastika. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a P symbol and then like. Mm -hmm. It turned. has it, it has shorter insides and longer yeah, it means, outsides. It means like so. infinity or something yeah. like that, right? So it, it was a it was an it's an Aryan symbol, so it's pre-Hindu. I'm coming right? to the conclusion so. that white power people are not creative at all when it especially when it comes to their graphics, because there was the OK symbol thing too. Did we talk about that? No. Oh okay yes, we did. It's in a couple of shows ago. That now it's a symbol. The okay, if you do OK, right? Yeah. Right. Your three fingers are up, and your thumb and your forefinger are in a circle. Mm -hmm. That hand symbol okay. for okay yeah. is now a what like a white power nudge wink I'm on your side symbol because the three fingers make a W, oh. and the circle makes a P. That's ah. that's funny because and it's like really find your own but. fucking symbol, goddamn it. Honestly, because they're going to have a lot of trouble when they go to South America. Why? Because that's how people tell each other to fuck off. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think in and in and in Europe, that's the symbol for three beers, please. <laughs> no, no, that's these ones. Oh, that's your, those two. Your thumb Don't, is number one. You know, you're right, the thumb is one. Okay. Well, hmm. it's a complicated world. So when you ask somebody in a bar how many beers they want, they won. They'll just go. With the, yeah, <laughs> and put, you have to know up yours with the thumb. <laughs> I was in uh, Amsterdam with with brother Johnny. And uh, we were always joking around and the sense of humor is so different in Holland. It's like, I, look, I guess like kind of this 
Schaden, Schadenfreude, oh, those, German Those humor. Dutch people have a different word for just everything. For everything. No, so they, you know, in Holland, if you stub your toe, it's ha ha ha, you stubbed your toe. <laughs> uh, but we liked, you know, and John and I goof around and, and everything's a pun. And we were ordering um, steak tartare, which don't yawn. It's Sorry. not that bad. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we were ordering steak tartare and John says, I'd like mine medium rare. And that we thought was kind of funny. Yeah. And the Waitron just kind of like choked on it for a second. Waitron? Was it a robot? I can't tell. I don't remember the pronouns. <laughs> they also have a... Uh, uh, and uh, wait, what, come, uh, what came back was this two, two inch round, dark brown piece of burnt burger. And he said, what mm-hmm. the hell is this? I ordered the tartare. And whoever, the, the Waitron said, but you ordered it medium rare. So, very literal. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It's like ordering beers in Europe with your finger. The Dutch also have a sound, before we start doing the Austin Power jokes, the Dutch also have a sound when when you're talking, and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, you know, instead of going, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh, as an affirmation of of listening to you, they inhale. They go, Really? I never caught that. They'll just sit there and just. And, 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 I thought and, they were just having another toke. And at the same time, when you say maybe that's what it is, it's early emphysema, early cultural emphysema, and uh, and they also say, but you can also sometimes hear them actually go, yeah, because they go, yeah, huh. That's huh. it. Huh. I don't know the whole. Actually, I ended up spending quite a bit of time in in Amsterdam a few years back on a very weird project, and uh, there's just things that. You can, I mean, you can go to Amsterdam, you can get a, a hooker, no problem. And you can get, you know, some weed and some mushrooms and my, you can, my, not even my birthday. You can smoke them in the public. And, and there's even a little handout they get used to give you when you get off the plane. If you need to, you know, shoot up, go shoot up near the police station so that if you overdo it, they can save you. <laughs> and yet all these coffee shops and cafes, by the way, coffee shop, you can't get coffee uh, because that's where you buy Drugs and <clears throat> at a cafe it's where is where you get food. There's no oh. coffee there. I, oh. So yeah. Right. So where do you get so coffee? I don't remember actually. Aisle four. Yeah, there's a, they have these little automated like automat things where you go and just push a few buttons and your oh. stuff just comes out. Anyway, it's funny that you can do all of those things, and if you should happen to have four people in your party and there's only three chairs around one table. So you take a chair from an empty table and move it. Yeah. No, that's not good. Then they come <laughs> running over. You can have your weed, you can have your hookers, you can, but they're, uh, they have an expression. It's not possible. So they'll come over right away and say, you can't move the chair from that table to this table. It's not possible. But like you already did. But you could, I just did it. Sure. Yeah. dude, relax. It's, it's possible. I did it. It's not possible. By the, anyway. by the way, um, you, you just, it, it's not, it's a pure coincidence that, Earl, when you start talking, that I start snacking and she starts like slipping into unconsciousness. And yeah, nothing, I know yeah. that. It's your Absolutely. way of showing me respect. Yes. I am the elder here. That's my way of showing that I'm listening. <laughs> As I choke to death on I don't know what. What are you snacking on today? More on a new Triscuit flavor. No. Triscuits and orange juice. What flavor have you? Let's see. Avocado, Triscuits cilantro, and, and Did you just get blood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a constant state of giving <laughs> blood. Are you always giving blood? <laughs> Every week I come here after the blood donation. <laughs> with a cookie and a bottle of orange juice. <laughs> All right, I was looking for auto tune news. 
but I can't, I, now I've missed my window for that. Cause that's what I pictured when you said TikTok. I thought, oh, is that one of those things where, I don't know, they wrap their message over nah. a video? Or? It's just like. I'm still lost. I actually don't get it. It's like what Vine was, but not Vine, I guess. I don't know. Okay, that helps. Yeah. Is Vine still a thing? No, Vine died like a couple on, years ago. On the Vine. <laughs> died on the Vine. Died a couple years ago. And then they tried to bring it back with this app called Vine, Vine 2. And then something else, I don't even know. But it's like not a thing. So people use TikTok now. Cool. It's a creative outlet for that's people. That's good to know. I think that's a great idea. There's our millennial Instant section violence. for today. That There's this app called TikTok that none of us old farts knew about. <laughs> I think I have the, uh, I found the TikTok for the, uh, for the conservative party oh, as well. TikTok. Indians love TikTok, man. It's ridiculous, actually, the stuff they do on there. They're obsessed with it. It's huge. It's because it was like first like musically and then a Chinese company bought it and made it TikTok. And like... UMG has like rights into TikTok, so it's it's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I th I saw that on a deal. Like everybody's catalog uh, just automatically got up there, so you get some like ridiculous royalty if somebody uses your song in TikTok yeah. or music or something like. That. I mean, it's it's really like stupid. Like it, it's like you know a penny for every thousand uses or something, right? Wow. But still, if a song goes viral, then they're making yeah, good then you get money. thirty cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're really rich. Buy yourself a nice diamond chain. Two new, how about this? Two new Kickstarter uh, projects that I found this week. Our new segment. What's interesting in Kickstarter? Because everyone's oh, so into great. that. I don't know. No, that's great. So the Vatican is, is, is uh, uh, introducing their e-rosary bracelet. Get like, the fuck out of here. It's literally, it's a rosary. You wear it around your wrist. It has a cross in, you know, sort of as the main piece of jewelry. And it's designed to remind Catholics to pray, like how often and whatever. And when you're doing your prayers, you just do a little sign of the cross on the crucifix that's on this little rosary wristband. And it uploads, oh, you remembered to think of Jesus at this that's, moment. That's, that's serious merch. Terrifying. It's actually, yeah. punish the ones that don't pray. It's a guilting thing for sure. It's and it's and at the same time, the Vatican's decided to go high tech. A guilt merch, guilt swag. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs an Apple watch when you can get a Vatican sanctioned uh, rosary, an e-rosary? Yeah, with a crucifix shaped stylus. <laughs> and then last week we didn't talk about the, um, this thing called a phono cut that we found. It's like, it's, it looks like a record player, but it actually makes your own yeah, vinyl so record. But how is it, it makes awesome. new vinyl records? Is that what it's doing? Yeah, you get blanks and it actually takes your audio and cuts a real playable what phonograph I would record. Not do for a time machine to the eighties. Okay. Yeah. So there there's this thing that happens in Toronto every month called Turning Point. It's a it's um a hardcore vinyl night at a place called the Garrison on Dundas. I went last night. And uh it's the the two DJs are these guys that actually hear you know they research not through the internet well, i guess through the internet now but when they started it 10 years ago they would hear about this small village in central africa that had these three guys that were pressing records in their basement for the surrounding townships of music and they were recording people and stuff like that so on all of these rumors these guys head across the world to try and find these dudes who have exactly that kind of equipment and used to press the stuff in their own base. And then they gather all these awesome records that at any point you can hold your phone up 
in that room and shazam what's playing and it will say i'm sorry there's no match all the time it's a great night every and it happens once a month yeah, yeah take me with but, you we'll interview people. yeah but that uh that awesome that i mean you know the visual the visual of people in their basement pressing out records is really awesome to me <laughs> wow and does mm. does does kayla know what records are yeah i yeah. bought my mom a record player for her birthday did one you day. yeah oh that's cool yeah okay what is it is it shaped like something interesting or is it just like a straight up it looks like Fisher a price it looks like a briefcase cool yeah I, I, I in a in a furniture uh, assembly place that I was in yesterday I saw and I, I really don't want to say this yet because I don't want someone to buy it from under me but there's an R2 unit hot air popcorn maker <gasps> and, and oh. it, it stands about a foot and a half tall and it sits on your kitchen counter and when you take the dome off of his head and, and invert it, it's the popcorn bowl. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> That's got to be on my Christmas list, <laughs> along with a wrist rosary. So find out who makes it. You got to get a wrist rosary. Okay, right, so, so no, while we I were... Got, I got a million questions about wrist rosary. So, like, is, is it <laughs> uploading their counts to the Vatican? <laughs> Are there, are there let me pull up the, I mean, do they get like free magazines if they collect a thousand? I don't even, yeah, I don't know what the benefit is. E you don't collect, you don't collect slurry. likes, you collect genuflects. Yes. You get. <laughs> genuflect, genuflect, genuflect. Uh, let's see. Six. Okay. So here are the specs. Six axis interval, interval, sorry, six axis internal sensing. Bluetooth 5, IP67 water and dust resistance, wireless charging, 15 amp hour lithium ion battery, and 10 black agate beads and 11 hermitite beads. I have no idea why that matters. So it's like basically it has all the technology of a smartphone. It says, once the prayer begins, the smart rosary uses the user's progress throughout the different mysteries and keeps track of each rosary completed. See, the problem for me is I don't even know anything about rosaries. Like, I'm a Jew. It's, um, it's, it's basically a religious cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more flexible uh, as, as, you know, the new Pope is. Wait, so they didn't even give them enough beads? How many beads? So they gave a total of, what, 22 beads? What is it? I thought a Catholic needs like 54 beads, right? I don't know. A, a Hindu needs You're 108 and a Buddhist needs 108. I'm going to look this up. You see, now we're all, that's right. We'll just put the show on hold. We'll come back to you guys who are listening in a few minutes when we figure this out. Does it says, how many rosary beads? Oh, there it is. There it is. Vatican launches. It's 99 pounds, dude. I have three it's, people it's talking at the same time. <laughs> it's 150 bucks. It looks gorgeous. It's got only 21 beads. Catholic rosary only comes in groups of 10. They're called decades, separated by larger beads, different shape or feel. Uh, the idea is you can feel the tactile difference while advancing along the chain without breaking your concentration. To me, that's cheating. To me, that's a cock ring. That, it, it looks like a cock ring. It looks like a cock ring with a fucking cross on it. <laughs> and by cock, I mean chicken, like rooster. Like, yeah, of course. We don't have to bleep that out. No, that thing looks like a memory stick. And interestingly enough, the only image that came up on mine is a Photoshopable image. Like it has no background. What are those called? Where you can, where the background's been removed. Oh, yeah. like a, a transparent PNG or something? PNG, that's yeah, tra or a transparent, yeah, a transparent file. So I can put this rosary on anybody <laughs> that I want. <laughs> awesome. There you go. And and on anywhere on anybody, frankly. Ah. It does look like a memory stick. All right, All right. that's it. I'm going to the bathroom. 
And while we were talking about this, the millennial wait, went upstairs. Wait, will it work as a cock ring? And do you still get those uploaded points if you use it as a cock ring? You'd have to double double twist it like you do with an elastic band. You, would. Do you know what I mean? Well, unless I would definitely through probably three times. Yeah, McDog says smiling. All right, let's whip it out. Let's see, Mister <laughs> Mister Cock Ring. He's coming back. He might actually do it. <laughs> something's something's <laughs> going on. What's going is, on? Is, uh, is Kayla still out of the room? No, oh, so he's unzipping his fly. <laughs> oh, what is going it's on? on the table. Good God. That's it what is, all women say. It's wow. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it before. He's an Great. incredible man. Mm -hmm. wow, you're getting a lot of Catholic rosary points with that thing then. Yeah. Yeah. She says, okay, so Kayla can't talk. <laughs> Kayla can't talk because her mouth is full. <laughs> but not for the reasons that you might think. She went upstairs. I can tell that my wife is home. Lisa's upstairs. And I, I think that's a bowl. Kayla came down with a bowl of pasta, pasta and spaghetti sauce. Yeah. To eat on the show. This is so. Yeah, the wheels have come oh, off again. Oh, that's good ASMR right there. I, that. I already finished it. I didn't want to smack wow. my lips. And <laughs> I'm like, wow! You got to pay me for that. Is it? Oh! <laughs> oh! New, oh yeah, put that on. Put that thing away. Jeez. All right. Oh, you know what? That might segue into because this one didn't go anywhere. I'm feeling like a lot in this in today's. Recording is like almost. We still haven't seen the Joker yet. Let's go next Tuesday. Let's, okay. Let's do like we'll the noon soon. show or something. All right. Like next door to you. Then yeah, I, I'll then go I know you. I'm not into. It. Frankly, I'm not I'm not that into it. But I'll go with you and I, we can. Talk I, about oh, it. you're not. I am so looking. Constantly, the other day I saw the it's second good. it, and it turned out to be a comedy. They didn't make it a horror movie, and I was yeah. so disappointed. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't what I was hoping for. And I almost was like, I need to cleanse myself and go see the Joker now, just to like get the <laughs> and get fix health. Yeah. No, well, I felt I, the same way. It too was not great. Everybody yeah, likes it. Yeah, it was like Saturday Night Live made it. It was mm. ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was all Bill Hader. Evil Dead. It was just Bill Hader in a movie. <laughs> that I can I can I can appreciate that 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 way when it's Joss Whedon. You know, when Joss Whedon's doing some kind of unforgiving unidirectional, it doesn't have to make sense, but we're going to get through to the end of this film mm -hmm. kind of thing, like Cabin in the Woods. That was awesome. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. It doesn't matter that everyone's going to die. Oh, spoiler. Right. Right. Just just go with the story and it's awesome and smoke a joint at the end. Like that's what the whole movie is, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the message to this generation. Just go with it and smoke a joint at the last moment. <laughs> okay. You know a movie's good when you have to smoke a joint before you leave. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll go with you. We'll see the Joker and we can talk about it. I, it's it's it, Everybody's surprised the, by it. It's not what anyone wants it to be, but nobody, only the hardcore nerds are actually disappointed by it. Oh, what that's if, good. What if and I'm much more, more, more DC universe. See, oh, I'm not a never, DC guy. Was, I like Marvel. No, they never promoted it Yeah, I'm it with you on way. that. No, they didn't. And, and, and I back that up too, right? But everybody likes to have their fandom validated. I guess just because it says Joker, they're like, it's a DC movie. And it's like, no, it's not. The, the it's Elton not. John film, the Elton John flick, that uh, Rocket Man, which was yeah. this incredible like barrage of Baz Luhrmann type, you know, was just all out of order. And it didn't, you know, it was whatever was entertaining and got the message across. But it didn't do a lot for people who were huge fans of Elton John. So people can be disappointed by it because it just didn't touch them or didn't validate their 
you know, existence <laughs> as a fan. But uh, and then they can't see what a great piece of art it was. And it, it was one of the better biopics in the last 10 years, for sure. Rocket Man. Cool. So, yeah, Joker on the same level, I think, is just kind of going to slip through all the fingers that we're hoping it would be for them. Okay, so Lisa raised an interesting question. You notice I have no original stuff of my own mm -hmm. this week. It's all just like, I, all I did was really just check in with my wife to see what she thought. <laughs> but she says, why would you get like Joaquin Phoenix, who's a, a bit already mentally differently abled and unusual. Mm -hmm. Why would you get him and give him the Joker part, part when you already did that with uh, what's his name? The Aussie Heath guy Ledger. with Ledger, yeah. who apparently mm -hmm. was psychologically quite sound and ended up killing himself after he played the Joker. Is that well, like a sick, good business? He, Is that a sick he, Joker let's, joke? Let's frame it, frame it right. I mean, he, he lost track of how much of his antidepressants, which were happening because of the Joker character, how many of his uh, antidepressants he was doing. So he just kind of lost touch with how many he was taking. That's kind of what they, his family has figured out that, must have happened. Like I've lost count. I'll just oh. take the whole bottle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done that. I've actually like, I've actually had to take something every six hours and then you after for three weeks and you're like, I did, did I do that? You're halfway through it. I'm not sure. And, and you're of course not smart enough to go get the old person pill case, right. From shoppers and just like yes, separate right. them I've all. I've been planning to get one of those literally for years and I never have. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, turning from depressing to more depressing. <laughs> When you, when, you call, when you called me this morning, you sounded really bummed out. And I think you mentioned something about your, the ongoing thing with your leg. Is that okay to talk about? Oh, the legs. I just want to know what's going on. Because I'm, you know, I mean, we both have this potential cancer shit going on. And then Anand texted me last night and said, I, I have something to talk about during the show, but it's not funny. It's like my whole concern about eat well, live longer, and then die of some old age disease that's terrible right anyway so what's up with your life i'm going to start with ahmed though what's, you what's your concern first? on it well mike all right so is a long story so i recently went to a funeral of a guy who has my exact same name and uh and he's my exact same age and, and it's weird i mean you guys have indian guys in toronto or london or jersey but outside of those three cities we really don't exist right <laughs> so when you when you come across another indian dude who's got your name, who's your age, he's just kind of hit it off. And this guy died last week at 43 of a heart attack. And uh, and so I feel like I survived death cathartically, right? Like, I feel like I cheated death cathartically. It's a little weird. Half the town's like, holy shit, you're still alive. I thought you died. And, uh, oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's really weird. But what was extra weird is there's a flip side to it because it occurred to me that this guy, he I mean, you die at 43, you'd never have to experience a prostate exam, you know, <laughs> right? He's never going to have to experience a colonoscopy, right? And, uh, and yeah, just, just, just to interject or any of that stuff. Just, right? just to like, interject, Ahmed, I was living in Prague when I got my first real finger in my bum. And, and you paid for it. And, and right? oh, I would have paid double. The, in the, Amsterdam. The, uh, the, um, I got that for 60 and bucks. I, I don't know good. if you know this about the Czech women, but they're all supermodels mm -hmm. right 
And so, you know, the, the, it was, I, I had no problem with that, really, not at all. And then I, 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 earlier, year old man lubing up with cold lube and shoving his fist up your ass. Exactly. Um, but, but later in the I day, saw that video later, <laughs> later in the day, yeah, we're back to BJ and the bear. Uh, I, later in the day, I got to the, uh, to the, the place that I was playing my gig and I talked to the bartender about it and I was, you know, making giggly silly juvenile jokes and he said right. he said you know they don't actually have to do that anymore and i said shut your mouth you just shut up right now <laughs> well, you, you had to you really had to see my my urologist <clears throat> no they still stick they still stick their finger up your ass uh but they don't do the colonoscopy thing unless there's some real reason now they give you something oh, equally gross nice progress the, have you seen well, but you it's get equally one you gross. get one at 50 though you get you get a you, free one at 50 right you're supposed to but instead they give you this envelope to, but if you skip it it's not like insurance will drop you or anything right no well, i guess you guys because about that, there's a screening kit they give you and you've got to take a little um like a popsicle stick and uh -huh. poke it through your own poop uh, and, and scoop out a little bit, smear what? it. Yes, wow. you smear it. I do not think we have this technology down here. Earth. Honestly, here they have it. I think because we have public health care and they're trying to save money. I yeah. can't remember a time right. that I wasn't doing and that. And here they get like $30,000 every time they stick a camera up a guy's ass, so they do it every chance they get. I bet that's the difference. Yeah, but that's a GoPro. <laughs> ow! Ow! The resolution's amazing, but ow! Does it have a microphone? I need the one with the built-in microphone. <laughs> Yeah, that's another ASMR. Uh, yeah, going on right there. Uh, what yeah, kind? So of, can I, I, I ask you a question? I'm like, can I ask you a question? What kind of heart failure it, was it? This is key. So it, they don't know because he was just fine. His tests were coming back, so he was in a ping pong tournament, and he's just like, "Oh, <laughs> I can't breathe," and you know, he's dead ten minutes later. Okay, we really wow. should. I know we're totally snickering. Wow. That's so terrible. Don't laugh. That's, oh, it's a way to go. No, that's really laugh. weird, though. Laugh, that's that's really weird. That's the kind of story really that weird, that's the kind like, of story that people who eat steak love to tell, right? Exactly. Oh, this guy was jogging and all this stuff and blah blah blah, and then he died at a ping pong table. I'm gonna go get a burger. Yeah, I, I eat bacon <laughs> every day, and my heart's never been better. And, <laughs> which is literally what I did. I went and got a bag of chips and you know some French fries, right? Because I'm like, right? Like I'm like, this is fucking great. But like, here's the thing is, from his perspective, that's the best way to die. Like that's, I think, and this is what I was texting earlier this morning, by by making ourselves heart healthy, are we really ruling out the easiest way to die? Because what's left? Cancer and Alzheimer's. Right, like, I mean, so. the, the, the easiest way to die is actually a heart attack. I mean, eating eating broccoli and jumping rope is not making me immortal. No, and and heart, the heart is the weakest part of your system. It can just go. And that, and, and it's also unrelated to a lot of other things in your system, but congestive heart failure, that's like fluid around the heart, that's diet. And having a problem with the valves between the chambers in your heart, that's not right. Interesting. So if it's a valve problem, there's nothing he could have done about that. Right. Uh, my, my cousin had a, had a, what was, what he was told was a heart condition when he was six. Of course, he doesn't know what to do with that information when he's six, but, but one of your valves, you should have eaten e all that pizza. E each valve in your heart has three flaps and people are nat, some people are naturally born with only two in the tube. And so the, the vein leans in to make, you know, to, to, to compensate and then it builds up calcification. So what used to happen, right. what, what used to happen was they would have to replace it with a donor valve 
right? Uh, but it was a 50-50 survival rate for years and years and years and years. Wow. And then, and, and so you just kind of, you wait it out until the doctor says, all right, we got to do it now or, or, or it's now or never. Right. That's what used to happen. And then in the in the time that my cousin was growing up, they changed the procedure, which is the, the great thing about procrastinating on things like cancer and heart surgery, uh, is that uh, what, what they do now is they take the healthy valve from your own heart and they move that into the damaged chamber. And then they take the healthy donor one and put that into the undamaged vein. Right. So everything has more chance of actually being accepted. Right. Things like this are really cool. Anyways, getting back to what you see, the, uh, the, the heart, uh, the heart failure thing is, uh, that's a really hard call, man. I mean, a lot of it is dietary, but if you have to find out what it was, if you want to go to sleep ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't slow down Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Did he have a heart attack? Some kind of a valve thing, I think. Really? Some emergency heart valve bypass. Thing. I'm out of this. So he's out of the race? He's done? No, no. I, he's still there. He's going to do it. Yeah, and he's like 100, and I'm sure that he's not, you know. I would vote. <laughs> I, I, would vote first. Dude, I don't know if bacon's I would vote being for a staple a in his diet, maybe because uh, mm. another Jew like me. <laughs> I'd vote for but, a year of Bernie Sanders, you know? Like, I would throw my vote to that. I don't care about the longevity plan. I just want to see him put some stuff in place that people have to argue over. You know what? I'm, I'm with that. He's the only left-wing candidate. I would actually be like, yeah, I want to give that guy a shot and see what he does. Mm -hmm. Everyone else, everyone else scares the shit out of me actually out, out of our other left-wing candidates. I, yeah, I'd like to know the guy. I think he'd be fun to be friends with. I mean, he's so grouchy and bitchy and but so I his think he'd be really fun. Responsive by the way, I was able to get him I was helping somebody get photo ops with politicians once with this connection of publicists that I know. And uh, and Bernie Sanders was up for it. Like this dude flew up the floor and he was this guy was just using it for like social proof or something for whatever influencer business he wanted to run. Right. And uh, I mean, they're running. I don't know if it'll happen between now and, an, and, you know, an election. But, you know, if he doesn't pass through the reins, I think there is a good 20 percent chance we might actually be able to get to interview him. I think I get good. the impression that he's like, oh, he's open and responsive to stuff like that. He'll show up to stuff. I mean, he was on Sasha Baron Cohen's show making a fool out of himself. And hey, and if, what's if, wrong with America show, right? Like yeah. to get booked on that show. You have to like not be too picky. Oh, well, if he's, LEG, right? And if he's really for the little guy, and let's face it, we are as little as it gets. We're the littlest of little guys. We literally have no listeners. <laughs> <laughs> totally. totally. So, Which, yeah. by the way, I had to have this argument with uh, Ivan from Fast Five Finger Punch. What was the name of that band? Yeah, Five, five Finger, finger Nose Breaker. Yeah, so, uh, so his publicist, is, she's asking me, she's like, I need to see real shows. Remember, we were, I was typing her with you guys on the phone. She's like, the management, she was totally overplaying her hand, right? She's like, management needs to verify and see blah, 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 right? And, I, and then it hit me. I'm like, they were a big band, sure. But I had a hard time biting my tongue after a while, and I just let her told her in her face. I'm like, look, this, this dude's not an A-lister. Right. Like any show he goes on benefits him more than the show, especially since he's trying to plug his new CBD brand. Right. I mean, the guy's the lead singer of a metal band, no matter how popular that metal band is. He's not Jessica Alba. But uh, so yeah, I, I might have pissed, pissed her off. But at the same okay. token, I, I literally just this morning got an invite to his launch party in Vegas from her. So I, I don't know if that door is closed or not. That's so okay. if anyone wants to go to Vegas, I have go to a CBD launch party. Okay, I have two things to say about that. One, 
because it's legal here, CBD people are so easy to get. We can get five different weed advocates and CBD Someone oil people and just by right stopping now. someone. Like, really, I'm not trying to be un... Oh, and that's great. I mean, I'm and not trying to be ungrateful to because when, whenever you can, you know, nab somebody who's got some fame and whatever, that's cool. Totally. But, totally. but um, and, and the two, other thing and is... And two is Jessica Alba's hot. If you can get Jessica <laughs> Alba, yeah, <laughs> I'd, Jessica I'd, Alba's I'd, I'd appreciate it. Story. Right. Right. Um, no, but the but other thing I mean, is... That was kind of my point with her, right? It's like nobody's searching... I mean, when you have a podcast, the only reason a guest would be worthwhile is if somebody's actively searching for that guest names and your podcast shows up. And right? you're going like to find it later. Value, right? Like, and to be fair, we played a song on the last show. We still can tag Five Finger Death Punch in the title of a show and have can, it show up. Yeah. In SEO, right? Like we still can, like there's no benefit from getting a celebrity on the show, even if Shem69 showed up on the show, I don't think, uh, I don't think people are searching his name in podcast episodes. It's right? going like, to start so, actually that's, but Google is now, um, searching the text like like doing a speech to text for podcasts so that if you search keywords and they're spoken in a podcast it will give you a link to the podcast that's a new google that's thing awesome. so it's going to be you know what and if you like if you, i mean so, so let's get shem 69 yeah we can see if we can get him in kayla knows him i don't know who that is the guy <laughs> with the tattoos we oh, nicknamed him Shem69. You know, the beard and the tattoos. Ta- Shakuhuchi Takahashi69. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we renamed him Shem last week. Oh. Was I here? Shem, <laughs> yeah, no. See, here's the thing. A long time ago, yeah. like in the 80s, there was a punk band called Shem69. Oh. Yeah. And so we just were joking. You were here. You were physically here. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You just weren't paying attention. I guess not. I don't know where I was. Nope. Nope. Um. Anyway, we can look, uh, I find if I discover a new podcast and I like it, not saying that, you know, anyone who discovered this would consider it even a podcast, (laughs) but I go back and listen to the early shows because I want to sort of hear the, how it all came together. So even if there's nobody listening for the first six months, you know, when we hit the big time and we have like 200 listeners, they may be encouraged (laughs) to go back to the early days. That's what, yeah. Kayla almost said something. She's quiet today. Kayla, uh, Kayla kicked ass last week, and then now she's really yeah, quiet, no, my, which is fine. My brain is just on, on spaghetti the, and my meat sauce. My yeah. point with, about <laughs> not naming them or dating them is that, like, they're just just when you go to a website and you're like, oh, let me see what these guys are cool, and then you're bombarded by like a year of stuff that feels like because now the, the mentality is binge watching and seasonal order. Totally. Right. And totally. so people will be just, just look at it and go, oh, that's amazing. But, you know, that just looks like way too much of a box to open up, like I did with jazz. <laughs> Okay, I have an idea that if we're going to do it that way. Yeah. If you look at uh, Marin, for example, because I was listening to him on the way back from Montreal. We drove to Montreal last week and it was a long drive. And I said, here, let's check this out. Uh, maybe what we should do is name each show after a really famous actor, comedian, musician. And, you know, right. Or anything right? you think is going to Yeah, because I went through Marin's totally. recent shows and I went, oh, Danny DeVito, that could be cool. So maybe we'll just call this show Danny DeVito. And if we say it enough times, Google will probably index it. (laughs) And and the fact that you said Danny DeVito right now legally allows you to stick it in the title. Because this is, we can call this the Danny DeVito episode. We do that, that, but we need to come up with one. And we can still do this. There's still time on earth to do this, to come up with a hashtag that hasn't been invented, which there's, there's actually quite a few of them. So if we do that with an, with, 
the hashtag that's never been invented, then the two are connected to that show. And I think that would also help out. By the way, I'm going to quickly segue to a little part that I'm going to call my new segment. It's called Things Worth Going to See. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which, which won't help. My mother's that way. Yeah. Which, uh, well, Guys, every Christmas, on account of my little brother Nicky never comes to see it. I'll give you the same advice I give my mom when she cries. I say, Mom, shut up. <laughs> my mom. All right. So this was the Is Danny DeVito special. The no. Yeah. We can use it now. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well done. Well Sorry, done. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, I saw so that. I, I heard DeVito's. I, uh, I heard DeVito's Marin episode. It was great, but they both swear so much. It's amazing. They're and both they real sound street the boys. Same. Their yeah. voices are so similar. There were times where I wasn't sure which one of them was telling the story. Yeah. Really? Wow. I also well, have this really new interest in the Jersey Shore. I. I don't. I, like the show. <sighs> No, oh, the place. Okay. The place. Like they're both. There's a lot of Jersey guys, right? And and they they move to New York and become famous, but that kind of mobby, what you think of as yeah. maybe Brooklyn or Queens, is actually Jersey. And when yeah. I go to, I love New York City more than anything. And when I go there, I never go across to Jersey. I used to when I was a kid, and I'd go to New York for the weekend. I'd cr cross to Jersey to find like the twenty five dollar trucker motel. Yeah, but never to you know get a sense of the culture. Now I'm all curious. Because those two guys were both talking about Jersey Shore. Uh, what's his name from the original uh, John Stewart from Daily Show is a Jersey guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's a, I mean, there's lots of them. So anyway, I'm curious about Jersey. Not that that's of all, of any interest at all. I'm just full of stuff that's not interesting today. And, and, <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> because I get to edit myself out, which Tom, really feels good. Tom Waits, he wrote a song called Jersey Girl. There you go. Which Bruce Springsteen stole. It sounds like this. <laughs> which is all is, which romantic and by wait, the Jersey we show. have Bruce Springsteen and uh, Danny DeVito on the show we could that's great that's these, the are, these are two names these are two and, names and Jersey we have the word girl. Jersey and Jersey and those people will Jersey. always come to your yeah. site always just to tell you to go <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> I, a friend of mine told me that he was driving through Jersey and he had uh, he stopped at a pizza parlor and the uh, and the he got a he got a box and he got it to go and on the top of it it said you tried the best and then you open up the pizza box and underneath it printed it said now go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll have to have a field trip to. I've never been there. I've never been to Atlantic City. You should go. We should get a van with a bunch of microphones. I was thinking Ooh, the same thing. And try actually. not to get beat up. I'm not allowed. That's, not, oh, that's for the next the, episode. There's two countries on this planet I am not allowed to go into. What? No, this this episode desperately needs to get interesting again. Wow. What happened in the States with you? <laughs> Wait, can you get banned from the States? We're talking, oh, we're talking about a 35-year story here, right? Well, okay, so I can preface it like this. There's a lot. You wouldn't hear this on and you wouldn't hear this in the south of the border. But there's this uh, Homeland Security, ICE, whatever, whoever they can customs and border patrol guys yeah. uh, right. story that comes up a lot here that they're asking people who come across into the States from Canada, because we have legalized uh, pot here. Yeah. Have you ever smoked pot? That's the question. That's such I a mean, okay. And if somebody says, Oh, well, 25 years ago, you know, they, when I was a, they'll still say they'll bar you for life. Wow. Get out of here. If you this say, is true. If you say, Oh, yeah. Well, I only started uh, in the last year because it became legal. Yeah. They'll bar you for life. Whoa. 
Yeah, and no, I mean that just, it doesn't seem to have a purpose. But they, yeah, it, and, and it's called being a habitual user. Uh, wow. They'll even ask you, do you have any investments in the cannabis industry? So if you don't use it and you're invested in it, yeah, they can mm-hmm. bar you for life. So, it's weird. So I, was hard it. I was barred for life like a long time ago. Now. Right, it's legal in the states and not federally. And I don't know what kind of insanity has hit them that they have to do this. But there are the immigration lawyers are doing very well now because now you need to apply for a pardon, an E two waiver. There you go, and and it's and you, know, you only get a maximum of five years, so you need to reapply for your pardon every five years at and, a thousand bucks a pop. And when you get to the border, they can refuse your entry and not give you back your thousand dollars. It's wow, fucked up. Crazy. It's a cash grab, and it's been like that since mm, since Homeland Security. So what happened to you? Since uh, since George W. It's been that way for for that long. Yeah. Because this is the way to wow, keep terrorists. I had no idea. Yeah, this is the way to keep terrorists. Because <laughs> oh, you know, there's nothing worse than a stoner terrorist. They're so dangerous. There's, there's, there's been dangerous. this big cash grab scam at your border for for, for <laughs> several decades now. No. Uh, what? What am I paying taxes for? They seem to be making enough money. Yeah, off of me. I know. So, uh, God, the, the shortened the shortened version of this, without the details, which of course is what makes the story interesting, but the shortened version of this was. I was busted for drugs. The fact that they're not mine, we could get into on another show. <laughs> Which uh, is a ridiculous, it's a victimless crime. And, Seri- unless you're selling them, I guess, but it's a victimless crime. And we then can talk and about that forever. It was a conditional discharge. It was thrown out of court. The evidence was not sound. And besides, oh, I, was, I, was not, I, was, I was not an adult yet, or I was just being tried as an adult after about a month. I was just turning 19. This and, is brutal. And uh, they... They gave me a year's conditional discharge, which uh, is still, cons- well, we'll get to that part. And then, and then I had to stay with my mom and not talk to people that did drugs anymore. And of course I did that. And then uh, years later, <clears throat> years later, when I was, I was going in and out of America following the Grateful Dead of all things, you know, and stuff like that. I hadn't, I didn't even think about it. You know, it's like three years later, four years later. I don't smoke weed, but I have wicked acid. And then, and then one, uh, and that, and that was just going down and by like in people's cars and on the bus and stuff like that. And then finally I had this massive trip to go see this new year's celebration for the Grateful Dead down in San Francisco. And I got, uh, it was an 11 day thing with like nine days in a Flamingo Western. I had the tickets for all four shows, including New Year's, which is notoriously hard to get. And I got to the border for the airplane, or I mean, I got to the, I got to Pearson and they refused me to get on the plane, even though I'd been in and out of America again and again and again. Then comes the great story of my mother sneaking me across the border. We'll, We'll skip that. And we'll go to the part where I, I get down there and I managed to have a bit of fun in the last four days. It took five days during a Greyhound strike to get down there. And then, uh, and then um, years and years later, I had forgotten that I could have that charge completely removed, like a, a pardon, right? Mm-hmm. All right, but I, and I did get the pardon done. And then when I got to the border in 2008... When I had a position in a band in Hollywood that was going to be produced by Daniel Ash. Oh, no way. And I got to the border. I had a place to stay in a condo facing the ocean from Ventura. And uh, I got to the border and they said, what were you arrested for? Oh, wow. 
Wow. And I said, when? Which I guess was kind of like saying which time. Which time? Oops. Mm. It's like, do you, ca- do you have any concealed weapons? What do you need? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so they pulled me out and they explained to me that a conditional discharge where I'm from is the same as a conviction down here. Then they started talking bullshit about a DUI and then, and now like they're like, as if their daughter had been hit with a DUI and wasn't allowed to go to Niagara Falls for the weekend or something. I don't know. He was really missed. Right. And all the people were standing across the room going, well, you know, we can just detain you right now. Right. And stuff like that. Anyways, I lost the position in that band and got sent back to Toronto. Oh, oh wow. And, uh, that's wow. really brutal. And oh, there's a lot of those along the way. But and, and this is all resting on the fact that there's a record of my record. Of course. Right? So I can so even though my record's brutal. been removed, there's a record of the record. So then right. then what's the point of having the record removed? You guys are crazy. <laughs> They're really hardcore. Well, that's wow. I mean that's that's, that's homeland but, security. But it's its own terrorist cell, right? It's it's meant right, to Right, absolutely, right. I mean cuz it really is counterproductive because I tell you man, Canadians come down here and spend a fuck lot of money. I was gonna Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I I mean, was going to make a lot of money like and spend They're it. like, suddenly they're in a third world country. They're like, everything's a dollar. This is amazing. And they fucking buy a bunch of shit and go home. God, there was once one of Johnny's things in Vegas. All the dudes that came down from Canada with them filled up suitcases full of underwear and socks. That was the most <laughs> For sure. Because they'd ever seen. Really, like $2 underwear. They have, right? well, <laughs> you guys have Ross Dress for Less, which we don't have, which yeah. is wonderful. And, <clears throat> and outlet malls, right? And outlet malls in the States are super cheap, right. like yeah. crazy cheap. And I mean, you know, if it, if I ever was not allowed to go, I would probably lament that the most. I can't go down there and get my uh, khaki um, chinos for twenty four ninety five <laughs> since there's seventy five bucks here. Anyway, wow. So McDog, I want to know this. Aside from the fact that that completely sucks, and we're gonna have to start crafting a new identity for you or something. This is why I get cancer. Oh. Okay, well, yeah, we can get... That's why, you see, I knew if we started on something that was kind of unpleasant, we would divert. Divert. <laughs> uh, it's always got to come to cancer. cancer. <laughs> I want to know how you got connected to Danny Ash. Who, so, for if, if, people, if people don't know... Me. Right, like the millennial. Yeah. Uh, was the guitar... Was he guitarist or bass player for Bauhaus? And guitar. Then he was guitar, and then he started Love and Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you're at all which, a 90s person, you should know Love and Rock. If you can't find footage no, of them, no. and it's very hard to find footage of, of Bauhaus together, but there's a really great way to do it, which is try to find a 1983 Tony Scott film starring David Bowie as a vampire called The Hunger. Oh, great movie and, the, and great and soundtrack. And the opening credits is all Bauhaus right up against the lens singing Bela Lugosi's Dead for like five minutes. You can see how incredibly... Uh, moving they were, but this this song Bella Lugosi's Dead gave them kind of a connection to vampirism. So when video games started to come around, and you had like Blood Rain video game, then people started calling Daniel Ash, who is a guitar player who had moved to L.A. <laughs> who had moved to L.A. and he uh, and uh, and so he was, you know, that's where he was living. Okay, so. I'm living in Prague and I'm reading Craigslist and there's this Greek guy from, uh, from Greece, uh, who's living in Prague and he's looking for members for his band. And so I, I joined his band and we just, we were putting together a lot of music and then, uh, and then he, he had come from Greece being in kind of a, a band that was, you know how Tom Waits exists and he always has the same band, but no one knows who they are. All right. It's like that. 
So he was a member of some guy's band in Greece like that. And so that guy was making just one more album and he called him in Prague, please come back. And he did. But he'd gotten a new singer for this album and my guitarist fell in love with that new singer. So he left the band and she was Greek American living in LA. So when they were done recording the album, he moved with her to California and, and apologized to me for destroying the band. Two years later, he called me from LA and filled me in and said, listen, the guitar player is leaving our band. I want you to come down here. And then he told me that his girlfriend was in a room with her best friend listening to our new demo and their, uh, their, her, his girlfriend's friend's boyfriend came in the room saying, what's this then? He said, oh, this is my friend's new band. It's like, oh, it sounds really good. Next time you play the whiskey, I'll do the sound. And it was Daniel Ash. I can't believe it. See, so oh, right. So to an old guy like me, he's just... I know. I, he's I mean, one he's, of the great. He's like, really important, right? I mean, he's been saddled incorrectly with the entire goth movement. That wasn't his thing. Because this is not goth music. This is post-punk heavy new wave, right? Art, it's art house punk is what it is. There was no goth yet. Because this song is from 19, what, 78? Yeah, let me see. And then the vampire movie was five years later. Like, it's really disconnected. But I'm sure he didn't argue. Someone walks up and says, you're the James Brown of vampires. You don't say no. No, you dye your hair black. <laughs> yes, immediately. <laughs> right away and get a biker jacket. All right. Well, Wow. I never knew that about you, and I've known you for 25 years. Oh, I try not to tell people my happy stories. That's a killer story. Yeah. What if you, like, can't you just get in touch with the guy and say, hey, if you're ever in Canada, I mean, like, he's not, he's a UK guy. He's not being uh, American. It's 2008. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Do you remember 25 years ago when I... Uh, all, all I could think was, wow, you guys want $1,000 for me every time I apply for an E2 waiver I, I don't think so <laughs> very sad that sounds like a cash grab to me yep oops i keep forgetting every time i fade something out from youtube i fade on and out too <laughs> <laughs> i can still sort of hear you guys underwater i heard i got to hear everything and then then he says art house punk and then all of a sudden you guys are like rawr, rawr, rawr. i was calling you an art house punk i <laughs> yeah <laughs> art house punk <laughs> by the way speaking of art house um that thing that I wanted to mention is happening in Toronto in 2020 and it's in March and Dweezil Zappa, the son of Frank Zappa is going to tour to a sister of moon unit. Yeah. He's going to tour the hot rats album, which was Frank Zappa's first solo after the mothers of invention. He's coming to Toronto with a kick-ass band. And that's really going to be a mind blowing experience it's at the Phoenix. That's my free plug for them because Dweezil deserves good, <laughs> I would like Good to power. meet jo uh, Frank Zappa's kid. Oh, yeah. Let's see if we can get him on the show. Oh, Everyone wants Lord to be yeah. on this show. I'm, I'm, I'm good at doing totally stuff well, like that. I mean, know. at the very least, you can show up and record yourself talking to him on the phone. Right? I'll try and get that happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm good button. at accidentally ending up near Daniel Ash and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, last time I was at the <laughs> Phoenix, the Ween was touring their country album uh, with all those heavyweights from the Elvis days. And I just knew to stand there after the show near the two hottest girls standing by the exit. And then they invited all of us back <laughs> and we ended up on the bus. And I almost ended up going to Buffalo with Ween, who are from Jersey. <laughs> see, see we're, 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 we've got good content. It's all connected. 
Yeah. That's a very uh, that's a very smart move to hang out with the with the groupies. Mm -hmm. with the well, I knew I knew one of them, so I just stood there. And then when I saw the I saw the guy going back and forth, the roadie going back and forth, looking at them, I just thought I'm going to stand here a while. I did that once at an iced tea show with a couple of friends, and somehow we ended up backstage at Palooza. Nah, it no. was some. He was at the Masonic Temple or something. But it was, and it was one of those shows <laughs> where it was a ninety percent white college audience. Fascinating. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I mean he, he, poor guy. He was like, he's a very. He was a nice guy. Very funny, and, and and he just looked at us, and we ripped our practically ripped our clothes off, moshing in the front, and we we're covered in sweat. And he's like, good looking crew. That was his comment, but <laughs> he's really bright. He really knew. He really knew how to play that. I mean, he really knew that as soon as his audience was getting wider and wider, and then he moved into that whole metal thing. He was really smart. Yeah, that was a great. What was the name of that yeah. band? Body Count. Yeah, is that the name of a? Yeah, yeah. Did that. but then he became yeah, a cop really on a smart. TV show. I mean, that's the ultimate white thing to do. <laughs> oh, well, he was on Oprah <laughs> with with Biafra. That was a big move too. Yeah, when Tipper Gore was arguing about the PMRC on the Oprah show. God, and that again, that makes us sound old. But I guess if we get any listeners at all, there's going to be they're going to be mostly old people. They all think that Gore means the guy who's trying to save the world, Al Gore, right? Not his not wife Tipper who's Gore, trying to destroy who's art, trying to ruin music for everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all because uh, here I will tell poor Kayla today is just like just feeling it's truly I'm just like, feeling the love. It's as if I'm sitting in a foreign country just listening to people talk. I'm sorry. It, it's it's <laughs> not your fault that we have made you incapable of being curious about our generation. It's our fault. It's our fault. <laughs> okay, and I was I was going to say, do you remember when you'd pick up a CD and it had swearing in it and there's a little sticker that says explicit, explicit. advisory, parental advisory explicit lyrics. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, right, there haven't been, people don't buy CDs anymore, you know, so where, where would there even be a sticker like that? No, I'm they have get it a on tattoo. Spotify. Do they? Yeah, on, yeah Spotify. They on Spotify. On Spotify, there's an E on it. The Parental Music Resource Center came PMRC. up with that black That's and right. white uh, explicit lyrics. And logo. that was Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore, who started that whole movement to start uh, censoring lyrics of music. And which, they, as far as they could go, which was, just was get awesome because we purposely warning. put those stickers on our on our CDs, whether they were swearing on it or not, because right. they actually sold more CDs simply mm -hmm. just oh. because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the which is the opposite goes always on better. now on Spotify. Expl and, it's always better. And the and the thought comes full circle now that we should. Um, it's the same as putting Danny DeVito on our show title. <laughs> the straight out of Compton logo, the straight out of Compton logo is basically a, yeah. a, a kick in the pants to the PMRC explicit lyrics logo. Mm. It's that black and white tall, tall font. <laughs> Kayla's like, yeah, but, no, and, and oh, as, she's, as she's seen is this going to be on the midterm? <laughs> and as our, you know, token Island woman on the show of mm -hmm. millennial age, yeah. Whatever. Apparently, I'm a, you should know about the history of gangster rap. Like and, seriously, and, and, and political correctness. Drake. I went and saw Straight Outta Compton in theaters. But you don't know about Ice T. Um, Ice T. Only thing I know about Ice T is now he's married to Coco and is on SUV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Law and Order. Yeah. Or SVU. SVU. Special victims. And he has an SUV. That's right. Six miles to the gallon in American tradition. Yeah. He's probably doing the morning carpool to soccer practice. Probably. With his pit bull. And he didn't need no stinking tattoos either. Yeah, he doesn't have tattoos. I don't know if he does. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to be desperate for relevance. Okay. He's not covered in 69 tattoos. No. But he started out as a famous pimp. 
Um, yes, that's right. To give you to give you the arc of where he is now, how, how white he has become, <laughs> and he really was a South Central guy, as opposed to a Forest Hill guy. So there. So really, you're surrounded by OG, pimp hustler, gangster, hardcore motherfuckers. Well, you that's go back far thing. enough, and then we and were you're involved. just yeah. yeah. You have dark colored skin. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's I just it. want to clear that up. Thanks. Okay, you'll probably never talk to me again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could, we can do a side, we can do an entire show about political correctness through the eighties, through the nineties, you know, thing, things that while people were like championing themselves for destroying bands and, and people like Ice-T, we were still all watching Married with Children at seven o'clock in the evening on Absolutely. regular TV, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> and now married with children's considered brilliant, which was kind of hearsay back then. <laughs> I love that show. Christina Applegate is brilliant. She is. That. She's really one of the smartest and funniest comedians like Martin Short now. I have an idea. Kayla. Yeah. Talk to us about some millennial thing that we will not understand and won't have any reference to. Because yeah, I feel now like we just no, zoned you for an no, hour. No, it's all right. I really, it's just, there's not much going on in my millennial world. I found out that there's like something called a millennial boomer now. That's like it. What is it? It's like an older millennial person. They're now being called millennial boomers. What's the cutoff age? Now. I don't really know. I haven't looked into it that deep. So is there a characteristic? Millennials almost 40 by now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But now they've just like integrated millennial boomer. I guess it's like when you're like in your late 20s. So you're kind of like, you're not in it, but like you still kind of know. Actually, Kayla, you're kind of on the cusp there, right? Because what'd you say? You were 24. You're, yeah. And, and everything's now millennials old news. Everyone's trying to figure out what Gen Z's are doing because they're in their 20s now, right? So yeah. we might have to start. We might have to change your name to Gen Z unit pretty soon just to be yeah. relevant. <laughs> but uh, no, I was talking to, she's 22 year old founder of an app, which wow. sounds impressive until you talk to her and she's a fucking moron. <laughs> right? like, she's so she's like, in the middle. Like yeah. the only reason she has this app is because her ridiculously wealthy parents decided to raise her in Paris. And she thinks she's lived the hard life because she didn't get to travel to Paris since she was 14. And all her other Gen Z friends have been traveling to Paris every year oh. since they were seven. Boo. You know, and and it's the total slacker thing you're talking about. She's like, I wanted to be a writer. Her parents are like, no, you're going to go into business. And they forced her to go in business by giving her a million dollars to found an app. Wow. Uh, and what the kind app of app is it? Is a fitness not, app? Yeah. We're, we're going to call no. this the so B. She's the not mining BHR. asteroids or anything. It is a copy of Instagram for other rich Gen Z kids who just travel the world and don't want to work. Who's going to make the app? <laughs> you guys in India probably. Yes, guys in India. Guys oh, that's when we finally put the Gen Zs to work. Yeah. Is that because a thing? there won't be anti-violence laws? We can make them do it by gunpoint. So, yeah. Anand, you've been back to India a few times, right? Yeah. Don't As, say back to India. That's like the most racist thing you can oh, say to somebody. Again. How can I get not get through one show? How without, can I go back to India? I was born and raised in Chicago. Say, no, but I didn't say <laughs> like I did not say you people should go back no, to India. It's the word back. No, no it's not. Because he would never. Right. It is the word back. You're right. Because he's no, not no, no, from India. India before India. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay, right. I'm not going to let you no, nail me on this one. No, no, but that's that's the Bill Burr rule. <laughs> the Bill like Burr the rule is like, if you can say, you know, this this Korean guy was fucking downtown, right? That's okay, but you can't say this fucking Korean guy was downtown. <laughs> you can't do it, right? <laughs> 
All right. I'm going to, I have I to clear this and up. Technically you're right because I've been there multiple times. Technically the, like the subsequent 10 times. Exactly. Yeah. And I know right. that you've been there more than once and, <laughs> and it's, you know, and the, I mean, look, you're, you're an Indian, you have Indian descent, you're a Brown guy and you've called yourself an Indian guy before I've heard you. <laughs> Sure. So, and you've been to India several times. So when I say, if you went, you know, did you, when you went back to India, that's like literally correct. Anyway, There's all really I was no going to ask, for, it, for people who don't know. You can see that it's, shit. You can, you can say it in reverse. You're right. Next, next time we do a show, I'm going to shove up pair of underwear into my mouth and put on a ball gag. <laughs> well, this is, that's what no, I've, I've, I've like, The only reason you can't is, and, and you, again, you guys probably do not have this in Toronto because you are far more multicultural and you might, I have to go far as to say you might be overrun by Indians over there. But the reason is in the States, everyone who's not white or black or even Latino is constantly fighting this thing where everyone walks up to it and is like, oh, you speak English very well because it's hard for them to... <laughs> wow. Okay, see, it's that to me is like a... their head around that somebody outside of those three races would be born in the United States, right? Oh. It's really hard for them to wrap their head around that. So it gets annoying after, you know, a few decades of that, right? That, and that's the only reason you can't say that stuff. It's it's not technically racist. It's just, it's, you know... We're it, just it, it's so afraid to hurt someone's do. feelings. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. You know that I love you. And if I hurt your feelings, fuck off. That's it. You'll tell me. <laughs> That's why our generation I'm still getting rocks. over. I'm still getting over last show when you told me that my picture on Skype was Jewy looking. And I'm like, <laughs> what? what is it, is, What's it? it is the most Jewy picture of you. <laughs> I thought you meant Jewy like Chewbacca. Chewy. And I, about, I'm like, okay, well, my nose came out the usual size. So now well, I need it's to... The on your face it's a mensch picture right it's a like big it's actually, smile like i just like made a lot of money off of you <laughs> no, it's a picture. i want to invite you in my house and take care no, of you there's no, give you no back pedaling from that i'm see i'm coming back swinging now listen you indian people to... don't know what a jewy picture oh, looks like <laughs> so well, the vigilantes are forming outside <laughs> All I was really going to ask, believe it or not, was yeah. is the millennial and Gen Z thing an issue in India where they have this like burgeoning middle class and and you've got like. So uh, it is, but I wouldn't call it an issue because India has always had this problem. Indians in India where they're always trying their damnedest to not be Indian. And, and this has been there. They've, so it's something Trudeau could have learned from. <laughs> so they're like, so they, they kind of view it as progress. The loss of Indian culture is viewed as progress in India. It's, it's kind of a sad thing for somebody who's an Indian American, let's say, who goes back, who goes, goes back there. I said it myself. Yeah, you see. <laughs> it's hard to do. You're right. It's hard to do. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I expect you guys to be Indian. But Indian, like Indian food right now is way more authentic in the United States as in, in India because they're trying so hard to make everything taste like Pizza Hut because that's what they get. And they think that's the cream of the shit. Right. So, uh, so is there this young Indians are douchey, um, but they don't view that necessarily as a bad thing, but they're not lazy. That's the thing, right? They're not. I think that's the difference. Like our Gen Z 
is like, well, I don't have to work because my parents are all rich and nobody's going to have to work for two generations versus an Indian Gen Z is like, I'm the first generation that I can actually make more than a coconut a day. And so I'm now supporting a family of five. You know, that, that was worth a lot on Gilligan's Island. A coconut coconut a day. Am I wrong? Okay. So am I wrong in imagining that it's like Bangalore call center culture? that is very sort of suddenly they're very Western oriented and, and like uh, they've made more money than their parents and they're quite entrepreneurial. And that seems to be the picture you get. Totally. Totally. And, and to the point where it's shocking, I was on a road trip last year and we, we were like, Hey, let's road trip through India. Cause you can do that now. Cause they finally started investing in their infrastructure. So they have like highways and stuff like now they didn't have that. And, um, and you're like, this is awesome. Cause you really get to see it's like, some crazy discovery channel shit, right? Driving a, when you road trip across India. And I swear to fuck, dude, like I saw out of a hut, a five-year-old kid come out in a little three-piece suit at six in the morning. Whoa. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> right? Like, was he, was he carrying like, a pizza hut box? <laughs> yeah, that's probably where he was going. <laughs> but he wouldn't be delivering pizzas. He would be the fucking tech support CIO of Pizza Hut, right? Or something, yeah. right? And my, my guess is he was going to school and I, and if by the time they're nine years old, they can code an app like oh, really amazing. elegant. Like it's, it's really, it's really weird. Not, but they his parents were still had like, were carrying like twigs on their shoulders. Like so to, that's the opposite whatever, of, right? like, that sounds so, like the opposite of Gen, of Gen Z. They're making them work harder. Attitude. Yeah. So, but it's, it's, so it's their own version of Gen Z, but attitude wise though, they're still just as douchey. They're pretty <laughs> shitty people. <laughs> can you realize that? So, yeah. We're just, I don't know. So, Kayla, stick up for yourself. Punch back. I it. can't stick no, up for herself because so I know, well, I'm on the cusp cause I'm 95. Like it ends also in 95 right. and also begins in 95. So it's kind of like I can, I'm teetering both sides. That puts you on the slacker cusp. Yeah. According to my theory. So it's kind of just like, I, I'm very aware of my group of peers. Predecessors. Where we're just, douches <laughs> like we're very like well not everyone like there are still people who work hard and will you know want to have a legacy i was talking to some people about that actually like creating a legacy for your family and having something for people to remember you throughout generations but then there are also the people who are just like yeah but like my, my dad's rich and you know like he bought me tickets and he bought my friend tickets to go somewhere and like i just have a job because he tells me i have to get out of the house because i can't sit on instagram all day and this isn't gen z's fault it's my generation's fault because it's my generation who are the parents the rich shitty parents of yeah, everybody right but, and there's also parents who just like shield their kids like so much oh it's absolutely. Kind of, like there absolutely. was because i work like where i work i set up phone plans and home stuff and there was a guy that came <clears> in he's just like setting up a he wanted to get a phone for his kid or something like that. And his kid was just starting university. So clearly his kids was like 18 and he's like, yeah, but I want to put it under my kid's name so I, he can start building his credit. And I was like, and he's like, but I'm still going to pay for it. And I was like, my mom would never do that. My mom never did that. My mom didn't start a phone account under my name to build my credit. I just had to do wow. that on my own. So it's That's just an interesting strategy. Yeah. Did she know that she was, did she know that she was denying that to enforce your strength, to strengthen your core? Yeah, my mom, my mom has always been like, if you're going to do something, you have to do it yourself. I'm not here to do it for you. If you want to, you know, 
pursue doing something. There was a time where I told my mom I wanted to act and she's like, okay, well try and find acting then places. Go and act. I'll, I, yeah, she was literally like, then go act. Yeah. <laughs> my mom kind of did the same thing with me actually. I just didn't really figure that out till she wasn't here anymore. Yeah. Oh, I was, yeah, it's funny because all three of you and I guess particularly Anand and McDog have some acting experience and have pursued like the arts through Thank your you. careers. Yeah. And I always wanted to, I always wanted to be an actor or a radio <laughs> guy or a yeah. news guy or whatever. And my father kept saying like consistently, that's not a career. You'll live on, you know, God forbid you live on $30,000 a year, which I think in those days was actually a lot of money. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Gloria God, told me in those days. And then, right, and my stepmother said, literally <laughs> said to, uh, to Kayla, she was in journalism school and she said, Oh, that's a dead business. It's like, Oh, right. okay. Well, yeah. I was like, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually think it's very cool when your parents support what you're, what you're hoping to do. Yeah. yeah see, I don't know, man. Earl, like I got that shit too, but, I think the only reason I pursued it is out of sheer rebellion. I wanted to tell him to fuck off. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. And, uh, and if I didn't have, if I did not have the, I need to tell these people to fuck off, I would have probably quit before I actually got successful at it. Mm. I think everyone has that though. <laughs> I think that some more than others, you know, I mean, there's the, the, when anytime something gets defined, then immediately the, the youngest generation is like, okay, I definitely don't want to do that. Right. Right. It's like, oh, now, right. now I can see it. I can touch it. I don't want to do it. I'll do something else that right. hasn't been done yet. Right. Uh, and, and you can, you can original yourself right out of doing anything um, sure. for, for one. Yeah. But I, anyways, anyone and everyone in my generation, like not, okay, not everyone. I don't want to generalize every people, like everyone has a different situation, but like, you know, we've definitely been babied we've been in the nest for a long time and are afraid to jump and fly until you can afford a car that has bluetooth exactly yeah or you know (laughs) an apartment that's like super nice downtown and you know it's like smaller than anyone's bedroom but it's my own place because i can't and i'll spend like really admires that though like i admire the ability to just not give a fuck yeah. About profit motive. Yeah. Yeah, it's admirable. You can focus on other stuff, right? you, kind of you, you have to have the alternative plan, though. Otherwise, you're just amused to death. It's just entertainment all the time. Right, right. It's not, I mean, you're supposed to go, you know, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If all those other needs are taken care of, you know, you kind of want to self-actualize and not, you know, yeah. Tony Stark yourself to death, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Or Tony Robbins. <laughs> all right so Tony Robbins, that's Tony Stark. so speaking of uh wanting to make money acting and becoming famous and parents having various degrees of supportiveness <laughs> i went to a thing yesterday i was going to tell you about um it was a voice acting seminar like how to get into the business can you make money can you do it uh, held by a woman, she's locally uh, fairly well known, but but internationally as a voiceover person, um, very popular. Her name is Marilla Wex. I should probably get her on the show. She's a real firecracker. She's been doing voice work uh, on her own for 25 years, and she makes. I hope she's okay with me saying this. She said on a good year she'll she'll clear 100k. Wow. 
Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, so forget about influencer marketing and yeah, podcasting. And, and so what I was getting at was this, <laughs> is here we have our little studio with mics and, and, and a rack of equipment and acoustic treatment in the room. And, uh, and all of us kind of would like to make a little extra money and, and love podcasting. And, and so she went through, I'll have to, sh I'll share it with you guys. And I don't think it's fair to give away all the details, but if I can get her on the show, it'd be awesome. She's really funny. But the basic, the, 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 the short version of it is, um, you can subscribe to a couple of voicing websites and basically like as if it were a Fiverr thing where, you know, you get the request, you throw out a, a, um, a demo and if they like mm -hmm. you, they hire you. Only the difference is people are apparently there's more work than ever and people are paying big money. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just a voice uh, answering recording, you know, hello, you've reached Joe Blow Inc. Please press one, yeah. to, you know, for us to hang up on you uh, right up to audiobooks and explainer videos and just anyway. That's so I'm very excited about this. I know you can't hear in my voice, the incredible an excitement. An animation's massive. Like it's an just going to get bigger right? and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm really, I'm really excited about this thing. So anyway, we'll, we'll get her on the show and we'll talk about how you can actually yeah, potentially a really make a living. Show. Yeah. She can actually run us through a fake, like a quick fake class section and then let her plug the show. That then she, maybe she'll agree to. Yeah. Know, she's actually converting. She used yeah. to do private sem like seminars for like 10 people. This was her last one. And now she's putting out a educational video of her own that oh, you can buy. Nice. So yeah, we'll get her in. Uh, and, and so I think, I really think we should start uh, trying to get yeah, vocal I'm work. I'm down for that. Right? Yeah. What and, the, I have an idea. And we can what share is the, with like, should we Should we bill ourselves as a, as a Podacity voiceover? Group? Damn right. We yeah. can have our own little micro union. I have yeah. An idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a and great I, idea. What, uh, what site do we have to register on? I can't tell you. It's so secret, secret. That, that I'll only share it with oh, you guys. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, now Jews will never talk about registration ever again. <laughs> and good, good on them. I, I say, I say that's the right direction. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything. It might sound too Jewy. See? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What's your shine? My grandparents had a, a tattoo. Before it was even cool no. to have a tattoo. No. No. Anyway. All right. No. Uh, I think I, that's like, this is the Kubrick special. This is like a six hour show. It's What's like, going this on? show feels like it's long. And when it feels like it's long, it's probably a good time to end it. I don't know. I've got, I mean, I've got other shit. Let me see if there's anything you want to talk about. Uh, Rapid fire. Throw. Oh, wait, wait. Bojack just texted me. No oh, way. He does. He does not want to call in and give me an update on the show because he says nothing I have to say is broadcastable. Oh, oh that's perfect. You're killing okay. me, Bojack. Right. You're killing if, me. If you love us, you will convince him to call in. Yeah. Tell him I have lots of sound effects to cover up all the things that he has to say. I'm, I'm, I'm typing that right now. <laughs> Tell, come on. Yeah, really? He's got to call in. I'll give you the uh, San Francisco number. You can call in there. Hang on. <sighs> More interlude music. Oh, please. I'll get it. Tell me what you're singing first so I can harmonize. <laughs> That's very elevatory, isn't it? It is. It's nice. When you're trying to get a Erection. famous porno director to come on your show and you just don't know how to get him to say yes, it's time to use... <laughs> 
Persuasive tactic number 305, the Jewy method. Hey, what do you got to lose? Let me give you more of a podcast. Here's a more modern podcasting sounding thing. I'm trying to find the San Francisco phone of San Francisco. Let me see. (laughs) That's good. That's like a a cheap game show. (laughs) What are you doing? What? You think you're being funny? Earl, Earl, you remember last time we actually called him to try to get him yeah. to open up and tell you a story? It was so, he was, yeah, it was, was not so funny. He was like, no comment. I'm really not going to talk. I can confirm. Okay. That's right. He was like, I I'm doing con- Bernie. I can confirm. I can confirm verbal. that story. We'll have to tell the story one of these days. But I concur. So tell, uh, yeah, we okay. ask him if you will phone in to 415-992-5588. It's toll free. All right, don't give me that number yet. Let's let me get him uh, at least to well, let me at least get his head out of the shell. Okay. Get one limb out of the shell at a time. But let's not. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. If, I get if he does call in though, don't call him Toad. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll be really hurt. Or Bojack. That's the or secret. Bojack. I've been having What's trouble remembering which guy was which. Anyways. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll ask him what he wants to we'll go by. We'll ask him what he wants exactly. to go by. Exactly. We'll okay. ask him to come up with a name for himself. If he call, it's a, it's so far fetched that he will actually call. All I know is he is on the road right now between Phoenix and Los Angeles. Okay. So his, uh, so his road trip is still continuing because he was in Texas last time uh, we checked in with him, right? Oh yeah. Okay, wait, on and give me his phone number. I'm going to call him on uh, Skype and see if. Get the he's fuck out of here! You're just going to do I'm it. I'm going to try yeah. it. Come on. Oh, dude, Let's he will it. kill us. No, no, we don't want to drive him like to go postal. We'll get yeah. some tense music for you. What's well? Come on. What's the number? I'll bleep out the. I'll take the number out of, before we put this anywhere. No, but the problem is you'll actually fucking call him. I am absolutely going to call his car him. Car off the road, and he'll like. He then it's an even this better story. He needs this love right now in his life. He needs our support and some fame. Support from strangers. All right, I'm looking up his number right now. I'm going to see if it's in my phone. Hang on. Probably is. Probably is. Uh, and then you can just blame it on me. Is it a 480 number? What the it hell is. kind of... is that? So, that's like early 70s porno jazz. It's I'm 78, kind of actually. It. Yeah. It's Tom Waits. Okay, so it's four... Okay, four... I just told him, I'm like, Earl's threatening to call you right now. I can't stop it. He's like, I have zero. I got to do the voice. I have zero impulse to share. Zero. Actually, it might be in the negative numbers. Three. Can can he just tell us what he sees out his window right now? (laughs) Or or can they get him that way? (laughs) That's how they they get you. Tell him. Tell him. Does it end? Does it end? Oh, wait, four, two, three, oh, I didn't, wait, no, I screwed it up. Shit. Calling someone else? Yeah, just, yeah. Two, two, three. What is it? Seven, oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. I can't believe I can't do it. He's going to be so fucking Please stand by. Oh, my God. i be so mad. I'd be, I'll be amazed if he answered. It won't answer, but what's happening at calling? I'm trying to do this as a join, like add someone to the conversation. Yeah, I see, I I see his number pop up. Do you need like a calling sound? Because you don't have yeah, a Yeah, I'm not one. hearing any ringing sound or anything. <laughs> it should I be. the phone out. There we go. <laughs> no, it says it's calling him. I guess Skype doesn't make its funny little dance music music when you're calling a third person. 
Guess not. I like that music. Shit, and then it's gone. Oh, come on. Oh, come oh, on. Bobby didn't answer, dude. Okay. What? Uh, dude, who knows what happened to him in the last 24 hours? This no. is what? He's probably not going to answer. Torture. I really want to know. Does he have a voicemail at least, or is it like there it is? No, nothing. No, nothing happened. One second, like it just literally it said calling, and then maybe he doesn't have Skype on his. If phone. you look, no, I'm calling him on a regular phone line. Oh, call him through the polka dot door. How do I? Oh, unavailable. It says it says his phone number, and then it says unavailable. Kelly, did you watch the polka dot door? No, it was long off now. Ahmed, probably do, call Ahmed, do you know me. what the polka dot door is, Ahmed? I do not. No, nah, that's a Canadian thing. That's a Canadian thing. thing? I had no idea. Yeah. Pokeroo? Totally Canadian. Wow. Polka dot door is a Canadian thing? What so, is it? It was a it was an early morning uh, kids show, live action thing, and there was this they, there's a polka dot door and it's just this big thing that had portholes on it. And once in a while they'd say, you know, kids, if you look through the polka dot door, <clears throat> you know, you'll see how lumber is made and they'd open the little door and the camera would do a very 1980s swoop towards the thing. Yeah. This is why Canadians are so boring. Right. And, and, but they had this, they had this one entity called the Pokeroo, which was this guy in a big weird suit that was kind of like big bird. It was this weird tall thing. Right. And, and nobody like, he would always show up when this one guy, Dennis wasn't around. So Dennis would always come back. He's like, Oh shit. Did I miss him again? I'm calling it again, by the way. I'm calling his number. It was kid show. I wish it made some sound, though. So you at least knew. But it is saying on my screen that Are we're you calling. Are looking up Pokeroo? I'm looking up Polka Dot Door. <laughs> like for Pokeroo. Yeah. Pokeroo. Yeah, the final episode was 1993. Was that was before I was born. 93? Yeah. I didn't think it went that long. It went from 71 to 93. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about like finding a podcast archive you don't want to go through. Twenty years of polka dot door. Good God. I'm uh, very sad. I gotta see that Mr. Rogers movie, that Tom Hanks. Yeah, movie. I want to see that too. Anyone seen it? No. No, no, no. no. Something doesn't want to make the me spend I had a chance money of seeing it. it during TIFF, but instead I went to go see uh the movie with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, Just Mercy. I totally oh, yeah, want to see the good? Mr. Rogers movie. It's supposed to be really like that story. So supposed is to be it really the great. Mr. Nodge, is it a Mr. Rogers narrative movie or a documentary? It's, it looks like one of my loose biopics that I was talking about with that Elton thing. I think, uh, I think, I think we're hitting the, uh, the easy rider phase again. You know, I've noticed that about every 30 years in, in the nine uh, of a decade, we get this incredible run of films that are esoteric and shift the way people see films. It happened in 39, it happened in 69, it happened in 99. And I think it's happening again in 2019. It happened in 2009. Which is not a full 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it I think it skipped 2009. Uh, well, in 39 you had like The Wizard of Oz. You know, that was really freaky for people. Okay, I just texted. 69 Easy Riders, 99 The Matrix. I didn't mean to interrupt. Don't go for it. You called him? You sure? You texted him. I'll I just te Yeah, I just texted him. Texted him. Come on, please, with a lot of ease. Let me call. <laughs> there are no rules. We'll see. You know what's going to happen? He's going to have some terrible, tragic accident in his car. Dude, He's going to say, I was reading your text and a deer jumped out in front oh, of the car. No. Dude, I was just thinking about that deer. So this morning, when I got the the Vegas uh, 
five finger death punch thing for that party. I'm like, who do I know close to Vegas that'd be willing to go? Like, John wouldn't go to a CBD party in Vegas, right? So my like, sure Todd's not too far from there. Maybe I should send him and have him interview him. And then it, then it went through my head. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to hit a deer on the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> right? He'll somehow oh. be the first guy to get arrested for CBD in history. <laughs> in Vegas, where it's legal. Right, like ah, like ah, I won't put that on him. He'd have the one type of. He'll have an anxiety attack just knowing he has to go. I can't put that on him. Oh, we have to tell the story, but I guess today it might be ten. I gotta go. It's ten five to two, so I I gotta get the hell out of here. I have now. I have to go across the the air. His number shows up on my screen, dude. Yeah, is he trying? But. I mean, I can try him one more time. He's not going to ask. Like, well, no, I, gotta, I mean, it's still showing up on the screen as like a three as a three call. Like, did he pick up the phone? No, it's just a list. It just, right. No, it just shows that there's three. I can try. I mean, I'll try one more time. But so I have to go across <laughs> as, in a few minutes. I need to go across town to this uh, little it's a small improv class that I've just been doing. That is uh, instead of long form improv where people create these whole stories that last several minutes or sometimes even longer as they go. These are like, it's called one-liner improv, and it's kind of like um, on whose line when they'll do scenes from a hat, and you get a, they'll tell you a scenario, and you basically, when it's your turn, you run up, and you're the, you're like, you're the worst video date advertising ever. Or wow. so, and I just I don't know. So it's goofy. It's fun, but I actually have to go to it because I pay for this thing. So I'm gonna try Todd one more time because if we do get him, that would be worth missing part of the class. <laughs> that, that sounds like a safe space for like ADD heads and acid casualties. Totally is. Come it's like with wow, me you only have to come with like one random line, and they're like improv genius. It's exactly that. It really is. You just walk up to them and go fish sticks if you throw it hard enough. <laughs> Wow, genius. Unable to add, but number unavailable. He's blocked me. Ooh. He's totally blocked. He has actually. Can, wow. oh, oh, it's on. It's, <laughs> oh, it's on. It's on. It's on. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to find someone to get a burner phone. Call the cops on him. And hide it like in his coat pocket. <laughs> It just randomly rings. No, FedEx it to him like like Keanu gets in the office at the beginning of the Matrix. Right. Please keep, yes, please keep this in your pocket and answer when it rings for ten million dollars for a chance to win ten million dollars. I'm so sad. They're coming for you now. Just give him the whole Lawrence Fishburne treatment. I can get you out of this office, but you have to listen to me. Yeah, take take all the blue pills, all of them. All of them. Nice. Just grab all the reds and all the blue. Okay. Don't make me choose. I think we have to wrap up because I actually have to go, which means there's all this other boring shit for the next episode of what the fuck are we doing here? For the first time ever. I'm becoming is that, host. is that the name of our show, by the way? Well, I've been going with what were we thinking because there's no other podcast called that. Okay. Uh, let me know because I have a way where I can circulate our podcast along through Electronica guys and oh, yeah? force them to listen to it. It'll force them to listen to it at least for two minutes before they go, this isn't a new song, but it'll rack up a couple hundred quick fucking hits. Yeah, we have well, to do any kind so of, crazy. we have to do any cheap Jewy thing that we can come <laughs> up with to get people to listen to the show for sure. I'll, I'll call you about it later and we can figure out exactly uh, what we are prepared, how Low, we're prepared to, to <laughs> sell out. <go>. Yeah. <laughs> polka dot door, the polka dot door. Let's peep through the.
the polka dot door Songs and stories and so much more Through the polka dot door This is the time we always say Get ready, get set for Imagination Day We'll tell the songs